I love IPAs. Uh, it's one of my first introduction to beer. Um, if I had to choose the, between the West Coast, there's two different variants, West Coast and East Coast IPA. I love the East Coast IPA. has a juicier fa flavor to it. Uh, it's good for the summertime. Love the hoppy flavors of it. All right, my go-to beer are stouts. I like anything that's uh, barrel-aged. I can drink stouts all year. They're meant for winter, bro, but we don't have a winter here in Florida, so. I'm a really huge hip-hop fan, so I have to go something old school. I love Eminem, Mr. Marshall Mathers. I could rock with that guy any given day. So I have to go with that. Anything hip-hop, I also like Wu-Tang, but like, you know, my main artist will have to be Eminem. I love hip-hop, man. I'm all about, you know, I love Eminem, uh, Biggie, Tupac. I love listening to some Bone Thugs, you know, so besides hip-hop, my other music choice will be rock. So I big heavy uh, death metal and metal rock as well, so. I'm simple. I'm old school. Pizza. As a little, it's one of my favorite dishes I took from a little kid to my adult livelihood. So pizza it is. <laughs> Bro, believe it or not, I'm, I'm Hispanic as hell. Lento soup. Arroz con lentejas, though. I do it all day. <laughs> That's like Colombian shit, though. <laughs> and East the podcast the podcast you love to love and we're back we're back with another episode um, you know how the podcast loves taking field trips this time around we have arrived at Beat Culture Brewery uh, which is kind of like the origin story of me meeting my guests but we'll get into that eventually but as for right now shouts to Beat Culture uh, they've been great to the whole SFMG fan when it comes to um, you know putting on these uh, hip hop shows that we've done here at the venue it's a great venue you gotta come check it out uh, I'll throw the address in the description notes um, so you guys can make yourselves familiar with it. You're going to hear a bunch of background noise. I'm going to pretend that it's like my studio audience listening in on the podcast so I can say, yo, I did a live show, live-ish, live-ish show. But um, like every other time, for those of you who have been around for a while and for those of you who haven't, um, thank you for joining me again. Uh, this podcast is based on three things, beer, music, and food. Um, and I make sure that I bring someone along for the ride with me. We'll get to know them, who they are, what they do, and then uh, we'll get to know their beer tastes, uh, their musical tastes, and their and at the at the sake of sounding redundant, their food tastes at the end of it. But um, so today I got I got a duo sitting with me. Um, it's been a minute since I had. No, actually we, we did it. Well, there was like it was like a foursome <laughs> last time I, I did this, and and it was like thoughts and ideas coming from every angle. I almost got canceled. That was. That was uh, that was a moment, um, but uh, but nonetheless, I got a duo with me. They're another brewing duo, and um, yeah, man, I I, 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 you know, I'm a duo. I'm gonna have you guys introduce yourselves sure. so that I tried this last time with four guests, and I went ahead and introduced everybody. I'm like, no, so the people can get to know who you are in your voice, yeah. so you can tell them apart, and then I went ahead and introduced them anyway. So um, I'm gonna tell you that they are the duo behind Vice City Brewery, and I let them take it from there. 
All right, cool. Um, my name is Marcel. I'm the head brewer, founder of Vice City Brewery. Um, basically, uh, the reason I got into basically beer in general uh, is going to be my cousin, which is next to me, and he's about to introduce himself right now. <laughs> my name is Alvaro. I uh, run the marketing and the uh, promoting for Vice City Brewing. Um, you know, like Ed said, uh, you know, very fortunate to, to be familiar with a lot of these venues who've helped me out and helped help Vice City. And not only Vice City, but the craft beer community. Um, you know, it's a very close community here in South Florida, which is good to good to have. You know, true indeed. Yes, um, and I, and which brings me back to the origin story. Um, the first time I met you two guys. Um, well, I, I, I had heard of you before I met you through um, Orion, shouts to Orion, uh, WDDH Radio, and um, you guys had the, the, the opportunity to sit down with him. Correct. And then uh, since then, me and Alvaro have been trying to yeah, nail down a time it. and we're place. Trying to get it. We're trying to get <laughs> forever, it. <laughs> forever, forever yeah. we were trying to do it. And the whole time, is you guys were busy yeah. producing beers and the, had stuff in the works, and I'm like, yeah, I got to sit down with them. Uh, fast forward months down the line, we... Um, I think we kind of broke Orion's bottle share cherry because you guys, <laughs> we, were the, we were the first ones to introduce them to a bottle share. Oh yeah, you guys had one here at Beat Culture, correct? And um, and that was a dope, that was a dope event. Um, one of maybe like maybe my second bottle share. Everybody, real cool vibe. Um, everybody contributed, and we got to sample a bunch of beers. And um, so now, I, now that the origin story is out of the way. Um, how did, besides being relatives, what made you guys decide, hey, let's collab on putting out beers? Uh, to be honest, man, I started off straight to the point. Like, I text them. I'll never forget how I started. It was, like, around November, around this time. Okay. Um, and I text them, like, yo, I say we start our own beer, like, producing our own beer and see where it goes. See what, what You never know what it could turn into. Like, we're, bored, we're both beer carnosaurs. Like, mm -hmm. we love this game. Yeah. Um, and he goes to me, like, you know, he's like, bro. You know you got my full support, I'm there with you, and if we're gonna take this step forward, let's go ahead. The first thing I did was come up with a name, come out with a logo, and freaking uh, filed a license for the for the naming right. Excellent. excellent. <laughs> so that was the first yes. three steps I did. For sure. <laughs> and ever since, man, I more he's my cousin, but I consider him a brother, my Alvaro. Um he's been there since day one, you know, since I was a kid, legit. Um anything we do, you know, he's always notified of um, you know, the beer game that he introduced me to. I told them, like, you know, this is a perfect opportunity for us to step foot into this game really heavy and let's see where, where it could take us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, with this, with this um, brewing stuff, you know, home brewing and brewing in general, you won't know where it goes unless you take a risk. Mm -hmm. You know, if you don't jump, you won't know where you fall, you know yeah. what I mean? So when he told me about it, you know, I, I no hesitation. Let's do it. You know, whatever help you need financially, whatever help you need, Physically, morally, I'm there all the way. And it's not only us, but the community we have, the, the group of friends we have, you know, within the craft beer game, um, other brewers that we know, um, you know, shout out, shout out to Craft Life, you know. Nope. Um, yes, yes, One Life, Sam. Sam, Sam and, and, um, and uh, what's his name? I keep forgetting his name. Stout, stout person? No, 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 no. no. Uh, his partner. James. 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 Yeah, yeah. James. So I used to work with James. He was my VP at Windhaven. Okay. And uh, one day we just started talking about beer and, you know, we just found out we were brewers and we were all, you know, <laughs> into that. So it's a great, great support system we have, not only within our family, 
Um, my wife supports it. His girl supports it. Um, but the craft beer community itself. Yeah. You know, we've had a lot of help from SFL Hops. Yeah, they help us to big Stewart. time. Yeah, 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 Stewart helps us up big time. He's been there with us since day one. So mm. shout out to him. And not only him, but the whole Crafting Eaters group. For sure. You know what sure. I mean? Yo, so, Lewis, Anna. Yeah, everybody. Like man. the everybody. core and everybody great. else. Exactly. They're sure. great. And they've helped us out as well. So yeah. we're very appreciative of that. That bottle share that you came to where, we, you know, where I finally met you. Yeah was something that I set up with Alan, who's the marketer here. Okay. And, uh, you know, I know Eric as well, so they've always supported supported us. Yeah. Uh, whenever I want to do an event, like you guys, yeah. they're open to it. Yeah. Anything, you know, to, to help out anyone, that you know, which is really great. Mm -hmm. And their part to help the community out there. Yeah, yeah, because they don't have to do it. They don't. I I'm always shocked, and um, I was shocked. I mean, my, my uh, experiences of throwing events is, like, fairly new. I'm, like, brand new to this. But Orion, like, he's been at it for a minute. And um, when we first set up the first event here, um, one of the things that he walked away saying was, like, bro, like, these people didn't, like, they didn't give us a hard time about nothing. It was just, like, you guys do what you got to do. Clear the area. Do it. That's fine. Like, typically, you know, you go try to throw an event somewhere, and it's kind of like, well, and they have a bunch of, you know, stipulations and whatnot. So that it's a great thing that the community, it's an effect of having the community, yeah. like Alvaro was saying. And um, and it's a great feeling when people bring, you know, they, they, they welcome you with open arms. And then that continues into the brewing aspect. And, and that's why it's like... I think everybody should go out there and support the local craft, yeah. you know, whether it's home brewing or some of the bigger venues here. But yeah, definitely. Um, did you? What was the experience before deciding? Was there like batches? Because like right now I have a home brewing kit that yeah. I haven't used, and I've had it for like three years. I think it, <laughs> I think it's gonna be like a barrel aged something by the time I start boiling it. But um, but was there? What was the what was the experience leading up to the point where Marcel, you said, "Yo, let's start like let's start." making beers that, that represent us. Yeah. Um, for me, you know, it's called Vice City Brewery because it represents Miami. Gotcha. Um, basically, if you notice the logo, um, mm -hmm. well, I don't have the bottles in skyline. there. It has a skyline of Miami mm -hmm. with a purple bridge. Mm -hmm. That's something I always remember as a kid when I used yeah. to go to my dad's house going over that purple bridge, riding that bus, and it's something that represents. So I always wanted to make it like Miami-based beers okay. and stuff like that. You know, whether it's like namings, whether it's like places, uh, whether it's like Cuban slang, Colombian slang, whatever, you know, Haitian slang, whatever okay. it is. That, cause we, that we are, makes us up. Yeah, that, that makes Miami, basically. Yeah. So that was the whole mentality I had. Um, as for starting up, basically, I'll never forget. Like, I ordered a uh, used equipment, basically, and I was just making my first beer. Oh, my God. I'm honest with myself. That thing came out horrendous. <laughs> like, that thing came out horrendous. Like, we... we I, I was it, look, like, it looked like Goya guava juice. Yeah, and and, and, and I, had, I had already tasted the beer. And I'm like, bro, this is going to be bad. This is going to be bad. But fuck it. Here it is. This is the first product. And I remember, like, my my brother basically tasting it. You know, all oh, bro. He's like, damn, dog. You got work to do. <laughs> but was, you, this, was this before... Sorry, so was this before he propositioned no, we we had we had it going on. Right? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So he, we were, you know, we our, our goal was our goal right now is to get our staple beers. Gotcha. So we want to have a lager, someone something that everyone can drink. Mm -hmm. gotcha. You know, some people come to these places and you may have friends that don't drink craft beer. Mm -hmm. They want to come over here and order a Corona More or often a Bud Light. Exactly. They're looking that's, for the familiar. Exactly. Yeah. So that's we want to build our staple beers. So. One, you know, one lager, one IPA, one porter, and a stout. Gotcha. We want to have those four and from there branch out. 
So our first attempt was basically a, an IPA. An IPA, yes, exactly. it was. And like I said, it looked like Goya guava <laughs> juice. Like when it came out of the can, concentrate. it looked like, like, con yeah, like, like the nectar. So I straight up told him, I mean, when I tasted it, I looked at him, I was like, Primo, yeah. we got some real work to do. Yeah, we can't we can't put this shit out like that. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, through, through, and the, through the, trial and error. The, the funny thing, you know, I admitted it, you know, it, I told him straight up from the get-go, like, yeah. yo, this is not the best beer you're ever gonna taste in your life, I promise you. You might dump this, but yeah. this is the first, at least you tasted the first beer I ever made. <laughs> and we had some, yeah, we had some friends over too. They were all trying to be nice, yeah. like, oh, it's, uh, it's okay. Nah, you like, be, sipping it, but nah. Be real, dude. man. Just be real, bro, dump it. Yeah. Yeah, we know it's not good, because I'm dumping mine. Yeah. <laughs> you had both the pleasure and the displeasure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, you hype up, you're like, oh, first beer came out, yeah. and yeah. he came over the house, he's like, bro, I'm gonna tell you straight out. Yeah. It doesn't look good. Yeah. But, <laughs> but and, that's the, and that's the thing, I mean, from the outside looking in, yeah. um, I've had the opportunity to collab with people and brew beers, help them brew beer. I'm, I'm a certified uh, stirrer. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> and, um, and I imagine, I can only imagine that despite what the outcome is, you're still taking a lesson away from the steps it takes to get it from 100%. the beginning to where, whether it's drinkable or not drinkable, no. but you, you walk away with an education, yeah, I guess. 100%. Of course. Of course. 100%. Of course. Um, basically, you know, at that moment that I knew I made a, a messed up beer, it's like mm -hmm. either you quit here and call it a day and mm -hmm. don't go on with this, or you continue and try to get better as you can, the most you can. And that's basically the chose, the path we chose, you know, continue this process and get better at it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There's two no, ways no, to Nobody made a beer yeah. on their first day yeah. and said, bam, I got a banger and I'm making money right now. That's not the way it works, bro. Yeah, yeah. That's not the way it works, bro. Trust me. I, and and I, I mean, I've, I've had the opportunity to travel the U.S. and go to different breweries in the U.S., yeah. taking tours. And I'm taking tours with the big breweries, you know, Anheuser-Busch, um, Yingling in Pennsylvania. Uh, in Boston, I've gone to Trillium, you know, all, all the big brews up there. And if you speak to any other brewers it all started with trial and error yeah you don't brew a beer and say this is it and this is what we're going to move forward with it, it's it's a process and it's it's anything in life anything that yes anything could apply it to anything anything yeah. it has to go through trial and error mm -hmm. you're not going to do everything right the first time if you do by all means Put it out. Yeah, yeah. And I will but, also have to say the community within the brewing, the, the, like we were talking before, the brewing community. Yeah. They're out there to hub on each other. It's yeah, not like, yeah. a, oh, my beer is better than yours. I'm better than you. It's, I have never seen that in the brewing community. They're all helpful. They're all resourceful. And I got, I thank him for him moving the pieces every time where there's an event, where there's a, a networking, where there's social media uh, pushing forward. I mean, it's because of him right here. So, yeah. speak, speaking of events, man, I'm, I'm, I want to take this opportunity um, to big you guys up. Um, you mentioned Stewart earlier. Yes, we are I actually doing went to high school with Stewart. No way, that's yes, crazy. Yes, we went to NMB Chargers. Yo. We graduated same year and everything. It's nuts, it's nuts. Um, but December 11th, you guys got something yes, come up. Do. It's the Pompano pop-up yep. and, yes, and Brewery Crawl. Um, these brewery crawls, they're, they're not, they ain't no joke, man. Yeah. Like, bro, like you you said, get bogos, bro. Hey, by the third brewery, you're done. <laughs> yes, because you're hitting up six spots. It's buy one, get one. That's 12 beers. Like, and Dude. it's not... And it's, and not, it's not beers that, that they don't hold back. No, the brewers tell you to get whatever you want, which yeah. is great. Yeah. Um, the last one that I went to was the uh, 
Fort Lauderdale bar, bar crawl where we did Funky Buddha and all that okay. stuff. Okay. Yeah. And we stopped at the distillery. Yeah. Yes. Chain Bridge. Ro- yes. And dude. I haven't been there yet, but I heard it's dope. Dude. Uh, I had lit. <laughs> Me and Lewis got lit. <laughs> by the time Lewis. there, by the time we got there, we're like, yeah, I'm. I, I was like, dude, I gotta go. I got a. I got a 45 minute drive home. I'm not drinking anymore today. <laughs> and I'm on the border of not making it. With the yeah, exactly. Tour. So. <laughs> the, um, you guys also got a chance on that same tour to check out the new Black Flamingo site. Yes, we did. So you were there for right, that? Right, got... right down the street from Funky Buddha. Nice, nice. Really nice place. Okay. It's big. They're doing really good things, Black Flamingo. Yeah, and, and they are another another brewery who are, is, is all about helping the craft community. All about it. Man. I was just going to say that. On, all of them. On two to three separate occasions, they were more than, between Anna and Manny, they were more than willing and to Manny's just come great through. Guy. Yo, Manny's dope. I, no, Manny, I still got to get you on the podcast. I know, <laughs> I know you got things going on. I'll help I'll help put up drywall or something. <laughs> if it means that we can sit down and talk, man. Yeah, um, definitely. Where can they find you guys? Before we uh, Yo, so we know, you know, it's it's a dog friendly place over here at Beat Culture. He yeah, lo- that, that's that my dog, dog, by the way. The dog lo- <laughs> he just subscribed to the podcast. You should do the same thing. <laughs> um, where can they find you guys? Keep up with you guys and, and what you guys have in the future. Well, like I said, right now we're trying to perfect our sta- our staple beers. Um, the one that we brought today is our is our blonde ale. I think we've we've actually perfected that recipe, um, you know, which we'll get to taste now. And okay. and if you go to the uh, pop up in Pompano on December 11th, you'll get to taste that beer. And we have another one in the works for that. Um, so, you know, our goal now is uh, we're slowly moving to making getting our licenses to do maybe like what Sabas did at first, like a little pop up in a little warehouse okay. where you can come pick up bottles or cans for the time being and then eventually move into a, you know a tap room. Um, we discussed it when we first started that we wanted to do a tap room slash bottle shop. Okay. So we don't only want to sell our stuff but we want to help out other brewers and yeah. it doesn't matter whether they're home brewers, micro brewers, macro brewers. We want to help everybody out we can, just like we receive the help. Correct. Yeah, man. It's a beautiful thing. So it's uh, Vice City Brewery at, on IG. On IG, Instagram. On IG, yes. Okay. Um, the emails, you got an email. Vice City Brewery at gmail.com. Simple. I like it. I like yeah. it. Yeah, if, you guys, if you guys want a sample, just send us an email, send us yeah. a DM. If we have it available, we have no problem giving you a bottle. Believe me. Fresh, fresh. Um, yeah, my people, there's still a lot more to come. Um, there's still a lot more beer talk and, you know, the eats talk and the beats talk and all that good stuff. Um, y'all stay tuned. And, uh, yeah, man, we got, we're going to crack these beers pretty soon. I'm going to try beers. I brought them beers. You know how we do is Bruce Beast and Easter Podcast. Yeah. Big beer, little beer, big beer, little beer, big beer, little beer. Beer, 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 beer. Big beer, little beer, big beer, little beer, big beer, little beer. Beer, 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 beer. Now, Bruce Beast and the podcast, and we have reached the um, Bruce portion of the podcast. It's the first portion segment after the intro. You guys got to know Alvaro, Marcel, uh, Vice City Brewery, and uh, now we're going to get to know their beers. I got a couple beers for them to sample. For those who are tuning in for the first time, um, this segment, we get to talk about, we get to taste and try beers, give our thoughts on beers, and all along while we do this, we'll also share like early beer memories, what they're drinking nowadays, and then we'll get a one quick one through four of the beers we try, uh, most favorite to least favorite, and, um, and yeah, man, we'll try to get you guys out of here as swift as uh, possible. Um, but before we get into like my segment and how I run shit, um, Vice City, 
Vice City, like any true brewer, has to pull up with their own beer. Of course. So um, what, what are we trying out here, fellas? Well, this is actually not our beer. Our beer is still getting cold. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's not okay. Okay. Yeah, no. So right. whatever. Oh, so you're trying to get me wrecked on some others. <laughs> <laughs> so I, you know, I had to bring it out. What I okay. brought out was uh, Jonathan Wakefield. You know, big, big time brewer down here in South Florida. Okay. Actually, I'd, I'd say he is the most hyped yeah. brewer down here in South Florida. Okay. Um, you know, shout out to him and Maria. They do a good job with their brewery. So what we have right here is uh, Sneaker Sharks. Okay. It's um. It's a Russian Imperial Stout barrel aged. It's actually a rye barrel aged uh, Russian Imperial Stout with almonds, bananas, and vanilla. So, wow. wow. No? So, I mean, Alvaro, you said you said it from the jump. You're a big stout <laughs> fan. Stout guy. Yeah. Uh, drink it in any weather. <laughs> Let, let's give this thing a shot, and uh, I guess we'll, we'll coordinate. Yeah. Uh, cheers, fellas. Cheers, cheers man. That's really good. That's good. Oh, and that's yeah, good. that's good. That's a little. It's really smooth for a stout. That banana barrel day dry. Sweet. You too. Oh, awesome. The Man. bananas, bro. The yeah, <laughs> it's bananas. Yeah, for real, for real. Um, what's something like this clocking in at? I mean, it has a boozy. It has a little uh, bit of. This was about 14. 14 yeah, it makes take. sense. Yeah. Makes yeah, sense. Yeah, 14 percent. 14%, bro. I used to be able to take these to the head. Yeah. Not anymore, bro. Yo. I take about half of these and I'm on my ass. <laughs> yeah, and that's a, what? That's a 750? So 750, 750, 750, yeah. That's, geez, that's a lot of fluid there. Yeah. Like, yeah. at 14%. Man. And by the way, it's a collaboration with um, Orist Brewing. Okay. Orist is a great um, brewery. If you ever get to catch any of their beers down here in South Florida, maybe at Bottle Shares, they don't really sell their stuff down here. So, gotcha. Yeah. If you get Orist, bro, they, they make great stuff as well. Great nice. stouts. Nice, nice. Off the back. Um, before we get into my beer, I know it's gonna take me a second to get through this. Yeah. <laughs> we might need more glasses, but um, <clears throat> um, Alvaro, you mentioned touring the country, um, checking out different locations. Marcel, you've been around. I travel. I love to travel. I there's my. I picked it up recently. I want to say maybe like five years ago. That's okay. recent. Um, I never used to travel much until I met basically my girlfriend type shit. Mm -hmm. And we started trying. I've been to Italy. I've been to uh, the West, the whole West Coast, brew hopping everywhere gotcha. in the West Coast. Yeah. It is my favorite one. Of, second place. I want to say second favorite place to brew hop. Number one has to be Boston. I told you I like IPAs. That's the number East one for Coast East Coast Jones. IPAs. Yeah. That is my spot. No filter. <laughs> yeah. All the haziness. Yeah, yeah, all yes, the juiciness. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Let me yes. tell you, after stouts, fruit bomb IPAs are the, the best, bro. Mm. The best. And, and to me, um, you know, I've traveled, uh, gone to different breweries, not only around the country, but here in, in Florida itself. I'm a big, I, I mean, I'm a big Tampa area brewery fan. You know, C Cigar City, Arcane, um, Angry Chair, Cycle. There is so many breweries over there in Tampa. It's really, you cannot go on a weekend and hit every single one of them because yeah. it's, it's way too, too many. many. Um, but like Marceau, I love I love the the northeastern area. You know, it's they're not only known for their for their IPAs, but their stouts. Gotcha. Uh, so you know, you have places up there in the northeast, um, maybe a little south in Virginia, like Eighth uh, Eight State Brewing. Um, you know, so a lot of these. You know, stouts and stuff come from, come up from the northeast. They have the weather for that stuff. Gotcha, you know? gotcha. Um, but down here in South Florida, man, Jonathan Wayfield has, has done a great job with their you know the stout game. Gotcha. It's basically what brings brings the stouts down here. You know, okay. so 
I mean, I'm, I've traveled, I was in the Navy, bro, so I've traveled all over the place. I've been to Australia, Italy, Spain, you name the country, I've probably been there, yeah. right? And it's, it's crazy. Quick, quick thing, like, every time I travel, I always hit him up, see if he's been there before. <laughs> he's like, yo, whenever you go to this place, try this. <laughs> He's not only a cousin, yeah, yeah. like a brother, he's also trip advisor. Yeah, no. <laughs> that ass, dude. Yeah, the reason why he calls me his brother is we grew up together. Yeah, right? man. We were raised together. Yeah. Um, you yeah. know, when I was when I was younger, my mom, you know, unfortunately left to Colombia. Um, you know, trying to escape from some, you know, crap that you might my family got into. Gotcha. Uh, so my aunt and, and his stepdad were kind enough. You know, to take me in. Oh wow! Okay. And they raised me. Yeah. And uh, you know, my mom came back, but even when she came back, I was always over his house, or he was over my house. Yeah. We never separated. Never, yeah, never, never. You know, and I was the only child, so I was so spoiled. You... I had everything. Yo, everybody want to come over the crib? Like this is my brother, man. I'm like, yeah. yo, this is my brother. Dog. I got it. no real brother, but this is it right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's a beautiful thing. Man. That's, that's a beautiful thing because a lot of times it's like we have family. And, and it doesn't always work out yeah. that great. So it's, it's a good feeling, man. Yeah, that man. is so dope. Um, I, well, we, oh, wait, we're going to have to get more glasses because I got to pour beers for you guys to try. You got to um, get water. Yeah. And, and water. And water. Let's take a real quick break. I'll yep. play some like waiting music. <laughs> like the Jeopardy theme or something. Yeah. We'll be right back. And just like that, we're back. Um, I wanted to get into the early beer memories. I know you guys were talking about just your travel destinations and uh, and making your way around the globe, <clears throat> um, and then your beers, your beer drinking adventures here. Uh, but before we get into this early beer memory, I gotta, I gotta, it's just, it's just tradition. I gotta pop this first beer. Let's do it. Um, it's funny enough that you guys are sharing your travel stories. I recently uh, took my first beercation. Uh, to North Carolina. I saw nice. that, bro. You went to yeah. Charlotte. Yes. Started off nice at place. Charlotte, hit up Asheville. Uh, got nice. a lot accomplished. Yo, shouts to, shouts to the crew that came out. Or that let me crash their vacation. Hey, bro. Yeah. You're A. Hey, that's what it's about, bro. And, uh, yeah. And while I was out there, we hit up the four days we were there, we hit up 16 breweries, which is like a, is a major feat for me. But like you said, there's places you go to where you're not going to get all of them. No. You're not going to get all of them. <laughs> but while we were there, we came across one place. It's called the Salud Cerveceria, which is, this is where this first beer is from. It's called Del, Plat Del Patio. All of a sudden, I can't speak Spanish. Um, Del Pat it, was, it was that style. Is that the rye barrel yeah, age, the bananas. It, you feel it now, right? Yeah. <laughs> it is a lager. It clocks in at 4%. And like I said, it's from North Carolina. You guys give that a, a try. Give it a go and let me know what you think. It smells great. Mm -hmm. Chill beer. Relaxed beer. Okay. Oh, I could drink that all day. Yeah. 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 That's nice. Well, okay. Um, early beer memories. The first time you had a beer... Uh, maybe the first time you enjoyed a beer, those are okay. two different things. Yeah, because <laughs> I can share both if you like. Well, I'll start out with a crap beer because you know, basically, I had a Budweiser and I was legit. Let's get out of the way. <laughs> and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> um, so basically, as crap beer, um, I'll never forget. I was at one of my boys' house, and I invite um Alvaro over. And he's like, "All right, cool. I'm gonna come over. Yo, I'm gonna bring some beers over." He's like, All right, cool. And I'll never forget, he brought a stout, basically, from, uh, oh my god. Who's Island? Oh, Bourbon County Stout? Yeah, Bourbon oh, County okay. Stout. Okay. He's like, yo, Marcel, this is awesome. And I'm like, I thought I was going to drink it like it was like a Corona or some <laughs> shit like that, or like a Budweiser, you know, I'm into this bullshit. And then he's like, Marcel, you got to taste it, you know, you got to have, you know, basically smell it first and all that yeah, stuff. Experience and I'm, it. Experience it. 
And I'm like, wow. Bro, when I that thing, I drank that, I was like, what is this? This is amazing. What I never even knew there was beer like this <laughs> in my life. And from that moment on, you know, I just basically, he opened up a Pandora box. And I was asking questions about beers. Uh, he introduced me to stouts, uh, IPAs, um, um, sours. I mean, you name it. This is, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is, there, uh, is there one of those beers, like early on, before you got into craft beers, is there one of those beers that left an impression on you where you're like, I can't drink that ever again? Because a lot of times people go, yeah, no, the first time I got really hammered, it was yeah. this one beer, and I'll never drink it again. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, <laughs> even even when I used to drink, like, shitty beers, I promise you, uh, the 112s. Oh, oh still alert. See, still reserves. Oh, my God. Bro. <laughs> I will pass on that shit. Fuck that. And this is when I'm drinking, like, shitty beer. This is the prime where I'm drinking, like, <laughs> yes. shitty beer. Yes. Like, I'm broke. I'm going to college. <laughs> is, I'm drinking. Yeah. I'm drinking uh, PBRs. <laughs> but they gave me a steel reserve once, and I was like, fuck this, never again. I'm not touching that shit again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Alvaro, early beer memory, man. I mean, like Marcel, I, I, when I was a jit, I had Budweiser, Miller Lite, yeah. you know, but I didn't really enjoy it. It was just, I was like 10, 11 years old, and I wanted to be cool, so I would sneak a beer away, and yeah. I go with Marcel, hey, let's go drink this beer, dude, you know, and that's what we do. Um, but growing up, I mean, dude, I grew up in a, I grew up in a fairly not so nice neighborhood. So, you know, I would drink OEs and, you know, OEs, Mickey's brews, Say yeah. Night Special brews. Well, that's my, that was my shit. Oh my god. So, um, you know, it, it came to a point where, while I was in the Navy, I, I was stationed in Virginia, and uh, I ended up going to Bush Gardens up there. You know, back when they used to get free beer, you gotcha. know, they used to always do that when it belonged to Anheuser Busch. Yeah. So. I went to some t beer tasting class they had there at Bush Gardens, and they introduced me to Amberbach. Okay, okay. And that's what, that's that was, what. To me, that was the. Yeah, that, that was the gateway yes, to the craft beer We have community. that in common, man, because so, the first time I tried Amberbach, I'm like, whoa, wow. Yeah, I, and I felt it's like sophisticated. Amberbach, like, yeah, and it was, it's a really good beer. So after the Amberbach, um, you know, I started exploring IPAs. Okay. So my first IPA was the Sierra Nevada to, uh, Torpedo IPA. Okay. And the Red Hook. IPA, okay. so retrospects those beers. To, in my opinion, they're not great, yeah. but it expanded my palate. So then I started drinking uh, Guinness uh, Draft, the the uh, Guinness Stout. Okay, and from there, I don't know. I just started going to like places like Total Wine, ABC Liquor, trying to see what kind of different beers I could find. Um, sours aren't really my thing. I, I, I can drink every once in a while, but they give me really bad heartburn. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, but to me, man, IPAs, uh, stouts, and like he said, I expanded his palate. Not only him, I've, I've done it to a lot of people. Okay. Um, yeah, you know, excellent. which is which is good. My my, job, my I don't care what people think about beer, what it is, but uh, if you ever want to try beer and I have a beer that you'll never find because some of these beers are impossible to come by yeah unless you go to places where they sell them correct, or, correct. or you have trade partners yeah so it's good it's always or you great. get lucky on an app exactly. nowadays where you exactly. can hit it exactly so I mean I like to to expand my palate and it's not only beer but you know I'm a big whiskey guy as well so okay. I like I love bourbon I love single malt whiskeys double malt whiskeys so 
which is probably why you lean towards the, the styles, styles, the barrel aged styles, they're, they're exactly. hand in hand. They exactly. kind of go hand in hand. The closest thing exactly. you can get to something so, like and that. And the worst beer memory I've ever had, bro, was we used to freaking drink Sparks. I don't ever remember oh, Sparks. Sparks. Sparks was a beer can that looked like a battery. It had a positive sign in the bottom and a negative oh, sign in the bottom. Yeah. And it was made, it was like a Red Bull. <laughs> it's just like pre four local. That's like the four local before four, four local. Locals, yeah. Dude, we used to pound those things to get Sparks, so dude, hammered. So that would never in my life. If I see that, I will never drink it again, bro. Yeah. Never ever. <laughs> Yo, Alvaro, you said that you're not a big sour fan, so it's it's just like me to pour a sour next. Uh, it's this, all good, brother. This, this is what we do here at the podcast. We just get shit all fucked up. But uh, <laughs> again, um, this one here, I, I mean, who knows? I'm gonna dump it. This this might be one of the ones that um, that you find amusing. I don't know. No, we'll you, find out though. You wash and hydrate. Yeah. Wash and hydrate. There you go. Uh, there's, a, there's a science to it. That party was bomb. Oh, you yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah, that was really good. That was a okay. nice. That was a really good. That was a nice show beer. Let's get into this one here. I'll pour that one up. Um, oh, I gotta give him a tissue. Definitely, definitely. There's enough to go around, and we still gotta get into your guys' beers. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go easy on this one for you because I know you sours ain't your jam. Yes, pass that around. <laughs> Let me give some to my uh, daughter who happens to be 21. Oh, is she? Oh. Oh, congratulations, 21. Yes. Hey, it's not every day. Not every day somebody turns 21. We're here to celebrate. Um, okay, so this one here. This here is uh, from New Grass Brewing. It's their summer camp Sammy's. It's a fruited sour. It tastes like peanut butter and jelly, apparently. Um, thumbs up over there. I think, yeah, they're fighting for it. So that's a, that's a good sign. That's a good sign. Um, there's more here for anybody who wants. Uh, they're going through them. Um, so this is a fruited sour. It clocks in at a 5.2% ABV. And also another one I encountered while I was in North Carolina. Um, the label's really good. The, I That's like right, the artwork. Yeah, yo, the artwork is and, and, I, and I think like the same person does all their artwork because they had a like a, a cinnamon roll one and it had the same style of lettering on it. It was pretty dope. That's dope. Pretty dope. That's dope. Um, guys, let's give this one a go and see what we think. Oh, it smells great, actually. Yeah. Oh, marshmallows. Hell yeah, bro. Nice. Um, oh, peanut butter and jelly. Yes. The peanut butter hits you at the beginning, dog. That's crazy. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. that's wild. And, dog. The, and then the sour finish. Yeah, the sour is at the It end. matches the whole. That's crazy. The grape jelly. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah. Um, it's really good. I'm glad you guys fucked wow. with that one. Oh and it's not that sour. That's no the marshmallows. Yeah, dog. Yeah. Marshmallows it it out a little bit. Yeah, good, marshmallows tend to yeah. to to neutralize the sourness. Yeah. <laughs> word. Word. It's good. Um, good. Speaking of IPA, speaking of the first time that we met. Um, the bottle share um, me and my listeners know who've been tuned in um, know that I'm not an IPA fan to begin with um, and there's very few that I like I had the opportunity to taste the Fruity Pebbles IPA uh-huh. that you guys put together yes. Bedrock and I yes, yes. <laughs> and, uh, and I was I was like 
taken aback. I was like, yo, this is definitely one of the IPAs that I could drink. It was, it was, it was, it was magic. Uh, it was a breakfast cereal without the lactose. It was like breakfast, breakfast cereal and a beer. Yes. Yeah. Um, there, and I think there's like an old, like late '70s, early '80s movie where somebody's eating cereal and they didn't have milk, so they could pour a beer. And I, I wish I could remember which movie it was, but that's what it reminded me. I was like, yo, this is a beer that tastes like breakfast. Yeah. So, what was the, the the mind frame behind coming up with something like that? Um, I always wanted to make like a fruity IPA, and I was like always thinking about like a certain fruit, like a mango, a strawberry, or something like that. And my first thing that came to mind as a kid, I like fruit. One of the cereals I like was fruity pebble. I'm like, yo, that thing has all the damn flavors in the damn world. <laughs> it's like, why not stick that shit in beer? <laughs> it's like it is a grain after all, it's which is corn. So I'm like, I threw it in a mash, and basically, I t- bro, first I go, I I told Albert like, yo, I'm gonna make a fruity pebble IPA, and a fr- um, a fr- yeah, fruity pebble IPA. He's like, bro, that sounds crazy, but go for it. <laughs> and then I'm like, all right, cool. And, I, and I'm over there at Walmart buying family pack um, fruity pebbles. <laughs> I remember the lady looking at me. He's like, oh, tú tienes una familia grande. For those that you don't know, you guys have a big family. I'm like, no, I just make beer. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like beer with this and like yeah <laughs> Yo. you, you amaze people yeah. believe it or not you amaze people who don't know about craft beer yeah. when you tell them what you want to put in the beer yeah yeah so we um besides the fruity pebble ipa I, i've also told them i want to make a blonde ale with um golden oreos yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's that. that's, that's in the works. Yeah, that's in the okay. works. That's in the works. So we're trying to see how we can balance the. Feel free. Feel free to help yourself. Oh. So yeah. So we um, you know, we're, we're always looking into experimenting different beers. Mm-hmm. So we made a, uh, you know. I, everybody's on Travis Scott for some crap that he didn't do, but whatever, you know, it's beyond that. But we made a Travis Scott um, Reese's Peanut Butter Puffs stout called Sycamore. Oh. <laughs> the problem with it was that we put too much bitter chocolate in it. Yeah, the cocoa. Ah. So the smell, the we barrel-aged it with Knob Creek yeah. okay. wood chips, oh, yeah. okay. which... It was, it, it, was, was boozy. it was boozy. <laughs> the peanut butter was there, but we put too much bitter chocolate. So the bitterness. So the, yeah. yeah. So it's it just prevalent. like a, yeah, exactly. So it's just like a sour stout, which is uh, not what you want to yeah. go for. No, no. That's one of those combinations I don't think I can yeah. ever see the market. Exactly. But if you if you didn't drink it and you smell it, like man, this is gonna be cr- this is gonna be bomb, okay. bomb as hell. Like yeah. the smell was there, yeah. but once you tasted the bitterness, like it was too much. much, I overpowered it with cocoa. Yeah. So you know you like you live and you learn. Correct. from your experiences so that's in the works we're gonna redo that yeah I probably won't get the Travis Scott you know but we'll do a regular Reese's Peanut Butter yeah. Cup yeah. so we wanna do that one again we're in the works of working the blonde ale with golden Oreos okay and um, uh, porter with Oreos mm-hmm. so you know we're, we're we're right now we're working on the light beer so we can perfect it and then we'll go into the porter and stouts nice. Nice. and the thing with stouts is when you barrel age you lose a lot of it yeah. Oh, okay. A, so, a lot of it gets committed to the barrel yeah. itself. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. it evaporates. And it, or evaporates. evaporates. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you have to be very careful with that. That's a process that, you know, it, it costs money. That's why these barrel-aged stout beers are like 50 
you know, to anywhere between twenty-five to fifty dollars. They sit there for six months, give exactly. or take, yeah. you know, no. and wood absorbs basically. Correct. So what I did to barrel ages since I cannot, I live in an apartment basically. I cannot get one of those big ass barrels. Yeah, exactly. So what I did was put uh, wood blocks, like uh, barrel wood blocks. They yeah. sell them, and basically you put, uh, I put the bourbon um, in a bowl and dump the wood blocks in there for 24 hours. Then you dump everything inside the fermenter, mm. so everything could, could wow. get the taste. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. That's that's excellent. That's excellent. Um, Stouts is something that I've picked up recently, and it, it kind of like it goes in waves. And and it's funny enough that when I when I talk to people who are who are just more knowledgeable than I am, which happens all the time, because I'm not very knowledgeable <laughs> at anything. But uh, the opportunity I get to talk to people that are more knowledgeable, and then they kind of like open my eyes to certain things. And then I don't know what it does, but like in my mind it hits a switch where I'm like, oh, I didn't like this before, but for some reason, like knowing like all this now. information, yeah. now I like it, and, or I or I find what it is that I like, what I what I lean towards. Um, the thing about stouts, though, is the warmer the stout gets, the more flavor you get out of yeah. it. Yes. Yeah. Because if you drink a stout right out of the fridge, you will not taste what it's supposed to taste like. Gotcha. It'll taste just like a Russian Imperial stout. Yeah. You won't taste the tone of it. You won't taste the ABV. Nothing. So stouts are really meant to be drank anywhere between 50 degrees to room temperature. Okay. That's where you'll get the tone of it. That's why when I brought this beer out, I let it sit out for a while because it was in a 30 degree refrigerator. Mm. So take it out, let it sit. Now you get the banana flavor, you get the yeah. cocoa flavor, Everything you get the up. tone of it. You know what I mean? Nice. And that's pretty much with any beer. You let a Budweiser sit, it's gonna change. It's gonna change the, the tone complexion of it completely. So yeah. you, then you're gonna start tasting the hops. Yeah. You're gonna start tasting the rice that they make it with. Okay. So th that's pretty much any beer. Gotcha. A sour, you let it sit for a while. You're gonna take the lactose that yeah, they put lactose. in that thing. Yeah. Or the la or lambics, same thing. Yeah. The, the wild fermentation. So it's. You know, different beers are meant to be drink, drank at different temperatures, different times of the year, you know, so. Um. Excellent, excellent. Let's get into this uh, third beer. Finally, our first IPA. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> so this one right here, this one right here is from Seventh Sun Brewery. Yeah. It is their headbanger. Thank you. And as I'm saying that, I could already imagine oh. me inserting um, EPMD's headbanger as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's just my, the way my hip hop mind works. But oh, uh, this smells that, yeah, this smells awesome. So this is the headbanger. Hobby as hell. It's an IPA, clocks in at a 6.5% ABV, and it's brewed in, uh, here in Florida. Cheers, fellas. Cheers, bro. Hell yeah. That's a great IPA. I'm glad you think so because I'm not a fan of it. But then again, <laughs> but then again I'm not a big IPA guy. Yeah. IPA guy. It, it does have that... Bitterness. Yes. Bitterness. Which is that's always... Not. It's always been my complaint. Like People love it and that's great. My complaint's always been it's like I don't want the flavor of the bitterness to linger so much that I don't feel a need to go back to it. I, that's, yeah. a, that's a beautiful thing about everybody. You know, everybody's palate's different. Mm -hmm. For me, basically, I love... Anything that's bitter. I love vinegar. I love lime. I love IPAs. That's, 
my mom basically this is a dead ass story my mom said that when she was pregnant she drank nothing but sunny delight which is a bitter ass shit <laughs> <laughs> and i think that's where the fuck i got it from. <laughs> it's, a, it's a hell of a tart juice yes it uh -huh. it's really tart yeah so basically anything that has to do with lime vinegar ipas that's my house right yeah, there and i'm like yeah, yeah. i love it <laughs> yeah, yeah. that makes sense it makes sense you have people who have a sweet tooth you have people that prefer yeah. the salty and savory yeah Nice. Albert, what do you think of this one? It's actually really good. It's yeah. very hoppy. Yeah. You taste, you, you get the floral notes of it, the piney taste. It's a, it's a, it looks like it's an East Coast IPA, but West style. Because it's very, very flowery. Okay. get a lot of the pine, piney flavor. The smell is West. This, yeah. yeah, the smell is completely a West, West Coast West IPA. Coast, yeah. um, you know, like Marcel said, Sunny Delight. Not the California style, the original yeah. Sunny Delight. Yeah. Yeah. The very bitter one. Yeah. 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 The one you have to add water to sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Cut it yeah. a little bit. <laughs> that shit is just as yeah. sour. You yeah, need to yeah, cut yeah, it. Yeah, it is, bro. But I mean, this is a great beer. I, I really, really like this. Really, it's a flavorful, it's a mouthful, very smooth. The, I, the, the IBU, is, it's great on it. The color is beautiful. Nice. Nice. So, what do you guys? Uh, what, what's the the goats? The what's the beer nowadays that you guys most often? I mean, besides your own, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of testing that goes on. Yeah. Um, but like any other brewery, brewer that I imagine, home brewer, while you're making beer, you're drinking beer. Um, home brewer? Oh, and yeah, I mean, typically if you're brewing at home, I'm sure there's a beer that you guys are enjoying beers while you're watching water boil. That's true. <laughs> okay. Cool, cool, cool. So, what, what's something that you guys like to enjoy? For me, I'm like, bro, I like Too Hearted Ale. It's one of my favorite West Coast IPAs. Okay. Um, I wouldn't consider them like a micro uh, micro brewery or something like that. Founders, They're pretty, yeah. They operate on such a big scale. They, you can get them anywhere, yeah. but that is my go-to beer to chill at home while I brew, to be nice. honest. Yeah. Nice. My go-to beer while we're, you know, we're doing the process of working this and working that, is I'm a big Boston lager guy, so I drink Sam Adams okay. all the time. Uh, I'm also, believe it or not, lately I've been drinking a lot of Crispy Boys, which is like lagers, uh -huh. pills. So I'm big, you know, on here at B Culture, they have a great lager called uh, Saki San, the rice lager. Okay, it's, I haven't tried it. No, dude, you have to try that. Okay. It is a classic rice lager, smooth, you can drink all day. Uh, so I usually when they come out, with, I buy it in cases. Nice. Another one that I like drinking a lot is um, No Mames. Okay. Oh, animals. Animals. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Drink yeah. that all day. I don't care where it comes from. I For just, real. That's like th those two are my go-to nice. everyday beer. Yeah. Can't I, drink stouts every day, bro. No, that's for sure. One, I'm yeah. diabetic. Oh. Two, oh. I, I couldn't fit in Orion's new studio because he says that <laughs> if you're obese, you can't fit. <laughs> it's like you have to be this thing to ride. <laughs> exactly. No, no. Shout out to Orion. He has a he has minimized the space. So there, now there is a a, 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 a limit a, as a little trap door. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. um, how do I get in? Figure it out. Shouts <laughs> <laughs> no, to Tripping Animals. Um, shout, I forgot to mention uh, Jenny, Jenny's World, Jen's World of Cerveza, Jen's World of Magic. She's in the house also. You mentioned Tripping Animals. Last time I, the first time I had No Mamas was when I recorded an episode with her. Um, so shouts to her for sure, for sure. Beer blogger, uh, podcast coming soon. Y'all keep an eye out. Um, Fellas, well, we're gonna get to this fourth and final beer. 
which is not the final beer. We're gonna keep drinking because you guys, you guys got a couple things yeah. in the chamber yeah. too. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, <laughs> but just to just to like just so that I don't get a bunch of hate mail saying, well, how come you didn't have them try four beers that you brought? <laughs> I'll, I'll take the hate mail. It doesn't happen. <laughs> just email me somebody. Somebody email me. Bruce Beast, the letter N E Gmail. Email me something, please. Right. Right. And, and, and throw some shade. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because if, I'm, I'm, if you if you have haters, you've made it. You've made it. <laughs> yes. That's what I'm talking 100%, about. 100. Uh, knows exactly what's up. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but let's crack this fourth and final beer. Oh, that's from Twin Flames. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I know yes. them dudes. Yeah. So you're familiar. Great they're, guys. Bro. Also, they're gonna be at the uh, December 11th pop yes, up, they the are. pop up, and the yes, brewery call crawl. Um, this one here uh, is near and dear to my heart. Uh, this beer because I, I hinted at it earlier um, the whole that I, I'm a certified stirrer when it comes to brewing beers <laughs> I, I could stir beer no problem um, this is a collab we did uh, Twin Flame and uh, and, and Old Head Ed and Bruce B. Sinise and this is the uh, the product of that collab um, I'm gonna say this the um, what 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 Diana and Brian enjoy more than anything else is honesty um, they want to know opinions, like you said earlier. Craft beer community is not so much about competition; it's more about everybody bringing something to the table, and then people being able to be honest enough to know, so that the, the brewer can go back and, and work on what they got, whether to improve or keep it the same. Correct. So, I 100% agree with that. Um, in today's world, I mean, sometimes people get sensitive when they try to like be honest with you. Yeah. And I feel that's like a moment for you to improve. That's what I take it as. No matter if it's brewing, no matter if it's in a personal life, mm. you always see that opportunity to improve yourself and get better at whatever it is that they criticize you at. And I wouldn't even see it as a criticized thing. It's like a learning opportunity. That's what yes. it comes down to. Yep. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 for <laughs> yeah, sure. Definitely, yeah. listen, every brewery has a quality assurance guy. No. Okay. His job is to make sure that your beer is coming out the way it's supposed to be. So us in the craft beer community have to look out for one another. We have to tell one another, hey, this is shitty. <laughs> you got work to do. Mm -hmm. Or this is great. Maybe you could do this to it. Yeah. Or this is perfect. That's the feedback yeah. we're looking for. Whether it's on an event, if we're pouring for someone who doesn't know beer, they're like, oh, this is great, but they don't know beer. Yeah. But if there's someone who's into craft beer, they know the flavor, they know the tone, they yeah. know what a beer is supposed to taste like. If we give them an IPA and it tastes like a lager, they're going to tell us, where, okay, where's the, where's the hoppiness? Yeah. Where's the bitterness? Yeah. If we make a sour, where's the sourness to it? Why yeah. is it so sweet? Yeah. So that's what we all looking for. Honesty. Honesty. We need to be honest with one another. Because yeah. that's the only way we're going to improve our product. True indeed. True indeed. Let th let's give this one a go while uh, I'll give you guys the uh, the rundown. It's uh, Twin Flame Brewing's Piña Lengua con Coco. Hey, the name. <laughs> it's an IPA. It clocks in at eight percent, and it's bro. It's brewed in Fort Lauderdale. Oh, that's really good. And I, I help stir it. <laughs> that's a really good IPA, yeah, actually. Okay. That's a really smooth IPA. Wow. So I like the, it. So the idea behind it, they, I mean, Diana and Brian, that's family. They, um, when I sat down with them to record an episode with them, they said we're gonna brew beer. You're gonna help us. Um, we know you don't like IPAs, but we're going to try to concoct something that'll be appeasing to your palate. Mm -hmm. and, and they did that successfully. Um, the first time around, it was with um, Citra, El Dorado, and Brew One Hops. This time around, we added the Sabra just for that, that coconut kind of no. uh, yeah. essence. 
which it doesn't come through as a, a coconut flavor, but it has like the essence of, and uh, that's what we have before us here. By the way, and the. Uh, and the Fruity Pebble IPA, I use the Citra and El Dorado hops. Really? That's what I use in there. Nice. Those were, those were my main hops in that. Oh, that's yeah. excellent. So now I know. Now, Citra and El Dorado. Marcel put me on. Now I know. Yes, Before like. somebody offers an IPA to me, I'll be like, yo, what kind of hops you got in there? Yeah. Citra? You El got Dorado? that Citra, I drink it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. El Dorado, you got that in there? Yeah. I drink it. Yeah. No. Citra is a very common um, hop to use in IPAs. Yeah. It's very piney, very flavorful. Um, and and El Dorado hops are it's, it's basically the main staple of all IPAs made on the East Coast. Nice. So you know, it's this is Jesus. That's a really good, that's great beer. Really Appreciate it. Thank yeah. you. Thank so you. So when I see them on the 11th, I'm gonna be like, Yo, yeah. <laughs> let, <laughs> let them know. Let them know. They'll love to hear. Nah, we'll we'll talk to them then and see yeah. if we can do maybe a little collab with them as well. Uh, we've been we're, we're in the works to do a collab with One Life and Craft okay. Life. Yeah. Uh, you know, with James and, and uh, Sam. Yeah, for real. Uh, I've also Dope been. People, in, uh, yeah, I've Dope also people, I've man. also been here talking to Eric and Alan. Um, you know, they're they're really good on our product as well. They they, you know, they're they're really high on this, especially when we bought the uh, Fruity Pebble IPA. Mm, yeah. So, you know. The, the crab beer community is all about helping helping us out. Yeasty Brews. Yes. yes. You know, Yo, that's the Dan and Dan yeah. and Danielle, man. Uh, they're great people as yeah. well. Always willing to help. So, I mean, we have the support not only within ourselves and our family, but in the community itself, yeah. which is a great thing. No, it is. Um, and like you said, we have people who just blog and talk beer, like Anna and Louis mm. and Jenny. You know, we, it's a great support system that we all have for one another. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's excellent. And it's my pleasure, man. It's it's my pleasure to, to do whatever it is that I could, whatever I can do to help you guys get your shine as well. I mean, really appreciate that. It's, really you know, anytime that. anything pops off, I'm always, my platform is your platform. Um, but before we get out of this segment, we got to get the real quick one through four. Uh, least favorite to most favorite. We're missing a can. A can, one can was real popular and it took off. It ended up in somebody's <laughs> hand, which is fine, as long as they enjoyed it. That was the... Uh, the summer camp Sammy's, but yeah. um, um, Alvaro, I'm gonna let you go first. Um, least favorite to most favorite. Least favorite would be uh, it's kind of tough. It would be the sour. Cause I'm not a sour guy. Okay. Uh, the fact that they put marshmallows helped it out. Yeah. <laughs> But it was really good. It tastes like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Like a little, uh, what are they called? The, uh, the, the Uncrustables. The Uncrustables. Yeah. Those are my favorite, by the way. <laughs> okay. I can, I can live about Uncrustables. <laughs> Especially the strawberry ones. I don't uh, know why. But those are the bomb. Um, no, oh, wait, hold on. That's, okay, poll question of the week. I forgot I was supposed to drop the poll question of the week's answer from last episode's question, which was cereal in a cup. Do you eat cereal in a cup? No. Yes or no? So, so, the, so the uh, so the, the results were 66 percent of y'all said no. No. I eat cereal in a cup. All right. The other 30 what? The other 34 percent was like, yeah, I eat cereal in a cup. While, while, we, while I got you guys here, cereal in a cup. Oh, we already know. I already ourselves. know. Yeah, I said no. We're like, no. what the hell is that? Yeah, bro. Cups are made to drink crap, not eat it. What kind of Neanderthal shit is that? Yeah, yeah. No, so, that's some that's some lazy people. <laughs> like you just you just grab a cup and you're like, oh, let me put some cereal in with milk. <laughs> so, which leads me to this week's uh, que poll question of the week, or this episode's poll question, is um, jelly, strawberry or grape? 
I already got, I already got Alvaro's, and I, see, I'm a strawberry dude too. Strawberry. strawberry okay, Straight so it's up, three, dog. the trifecta. My people's out there, the poll question's gonna go up with this episode. Peanut butter and jelly, strawberry or grape? There's one that's even better than the both, but I, right now let's just focus on the two strawberry staples. Strawberry and grape. Now, but, now but, going back just to, to say though, the grape and peanut butter goober makes <laughs> is the shit. <laughs> I just want to get that out of the way. The but if it's handmade peanut butter and jelly, strawberry is the way to go. So, so Alvaro, um, the sour was the fourth. What's yeah. number three for you? Number three will be the uh, lager. Okay. Even though it's a great beer, I do like the fact that it's a chill beer, summer beer. Mm. Not only summer beer, it's something you can drink all day, every day, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, second favorite would be, oh, uh, the second highest rated will be the the Twin Flame. Okay. The okay. Pina Laguna Con Coco, which is nice. actually a really good beer. Very cool. tasty, smooth to be Eight percent, yeah. To be eight percent, it, it yeah. is smooth. Which is that's a sleeper. Yeah. yeah. So you'll yeah. be drinking that all day, and yeah. uh, yeah. next thing you Thinking know, nothing's gonna happen. <laughs> when you stand up to go take a piss, <laughs> like, when, you know what's up. <laughs> that's when reality comes crashing yeah. in. Like, yeah. And my favorite one that you brought was the the headbanger. Bro. Yeah, I, I, I'm a great IPA. I'm, dude, that's a great IPA. It, it it looks it looks smells like an East Coast IPA. But it has the tones and the bitterness of a West Coast IPA, which Great. I really enjoy. Fresh, fresh. Marcel. Um, I want to say Alvaro copy me before I start this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you biting his style? Like, Yo, what the fuck, dude? It's like we're twins, though. We already know what's up. <laughs> so, yeah, number one, the sour. Um, great beer. But like I said, like I'm not a really heavy sour guy. Got you. And then I have to go to basically um, El Patio. Yeah. Awesome beer, summer beer, relaxed yeah. beer, chill beer, beach beer. That's what I like to gotcha. call them. Gotcha. You know. Um, then I have to go with this one for an eight for an eight percentage beer to like be this smooth. Amazing. Yeah. And of course the IPA, the heavy hitter, that yeah. dank. The headbanger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love it. So, so my people, stay tuned. Um, we got more to talk. We still got to go through the beach portion in the east. Y'all know what it is. Oh headed. If I didn't mention that already, I'm old headed, your host. I got Vice City Brewery in the house. Y'all stay tuned. Bruce Beats and East the podcast, and we have reached the beats portion of the podcast. This is where we get to know our guests' musical taste, um, what they're listening to, uh, what they could find on a playlist if they were able to share that with us. Um, what what music is good for brewing, if any? I don't know. That oh. might be a thing. We'll find I'll, out. I'll we'll, go first. We'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, there it is. <laughs> Marcel, hit him with it. If, if you see all my stories on Vice City Brewery, I'm the one that posts the most of the stories. Okay. Um, it's nothing but old school hip hop. Uh, I mean, you got your Wu Tangs, uh, you have your Biggies, okay. you have your Tupacs, <laughs> you have your old, bro M and M's. You have, bro, you name it, anything. Mid nineties, early yeah. uh, late nineties. Gotcha. It's all there. It's there. Um, that's my. That's what you'll find on my playlist. Yeah. I do listen to the new stuff also. You know, I don't hate on the new stuff. I just love music in general. Okay. Uh, when it comes down to music, um, if you have to talk about modern stuff, you know, I like the Polo G's, the Kevin Gates, and all that stuff. Don't get me wrong. But my my playlist will have to be old school. Yeah. That's all it has yeah. to come down to. What's What's a song that that actually speaks to you? Something that you're like every time you hear, you're like, yo, this song never gets old. Uh, I have to go with Method Man uh, from Muay Method Man, basically a song. Yeah. yeah oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. 
you know that they're coming from a place where they themselves yeah. are influenced by hip hop. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. and they'll tell you, like, Ed Sheeran will will sit there and spit a verse to like one of the Gangstar yeah. songs. Uh huh. Because so that plays a, that it, it's all connected. It's all interconnected. Music is all connected. Yeah. If you if you talk to any hip hop artist, they're all about they they listen to rock music. They, if you want to be a true artist, you have to expand expand what you believe is music. Yeah, yeah. you have to. Yeah. So that's why nowadays you see a lot of these um, hip hop artists collaborating with like electronic music artists, mm-hmm. like DJ Carnage or Diplo or uh-huh. Zed, because yeah. they know that that's where the music is coming from. That's what the mainstream wants to listen to. Yeah. So if you can mix one genre. With your genre, yes. and it, it's it's a banger. Some of these songs are bangers. They come out and they stay anthems for like two or three years. Why not do it? Yeah, yeah. Because you're not only going towards one group. Yeah. Of, you know, a specific listener. Yeah. You're going to everybody. Gotcha. And, and believe it or not, a lot of artists are doing that because they see that. So you see Migos collaborating with Diplo. Or you'll see um, 21 Savage, co- you know, collaborating with Zed and, you know, all... Because they know that's the way you make your money. Gotcha. You, nowadays, is, you know, back in the early 80s, 90s, early 2000s, you could do hip-hop albums, just hip-hop, yeah. and it would sell. Yeah. But nowadays, the kids don't want to listen to that. They want to listen to everything. Yeah. So you, ha- you have people like Machine Gun Kelly, for example, okay. who went from hip-hop to rock. Yeah. And he does a really good job at it. I, okay. I mean, I don't hate his rock. It's not my thing. Uh, He's but, selling. But he's selling, yeah. you know, just like Little Wayne did a punk rock album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. It was shitty, that. but nonetheless, know, he did a punk he, rock he album. He did it, you know. Sold. <laughs> no, yeah, no, dope. Um, before we get into the rest of the convo, um, Marcel was so kind enough to pour us something out of a Vice City Brewery bottle. Um, if you guys could give the the listener the rundown of what it is that we're drinking. Oh, uh, so yeah, this is basically our Blonde Ale, one of our staple beers. Um, we made this maybe like I want to say like a year and a half ago. I want to say already. Um, one of the best beers that got reviewed by like in events that we've been to and stuff really? like that. So this is our number one right now. That okay, I'll say. the Blonde Ale. Yeah. What percentage ABV are we? We got four point six here. Okay, nice, yeah. nice. Another yeah. smooth drinking yep. after lazy afternoon. Yep. Chill. It's, yeah. Chill. You can still get things you could done. You do, do your long while drinking a beer. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, you can still kill myself. You're right there with me. It's a type of beer that you could actually get things accomplished yes. while you're drinking it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Cheers, guys. Yeah, cheers for sure. Traditional mm. beer. Yeah. That's good. That's Crispy. Good. Yeah. Yeah. And it still has... And, it's, and, it, and it does capture that um, there's a little bit of hoppiness. Yes, correct. In it. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a good balance. Whenever I taste a beer like this, mm-hmm. I think this is probably like one of those um, intro, what I would consider an introductory beer. Correct. For someone who's trying to like navigate away from the the, the, the day-to-day regular beers. And that's what I always like. You know, I like my chill regular beers. You know, I like my hopper beers. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But. You know, I also like the regular, relaxed, okay. chill type introduction yeah. beers too. You know, because I think everybody needs them. You know, to refresh. We live in Florida, Miami. Yeah. It's hot as hell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we need this. If right? Nothing else. If nothing yeah. else is yeah. hot. Yeah. Is, Listen, drinking a seven percent ABV IPA yeah. in the middle of summer. Yeah. It's not a good look. Yeah. It's not, a dude. You'll pass out. Yeah. <laughs> For so other true. cities, might be good, but not here in Miami. I promise you. Speaking of speaking of other cities, um, you guys are well traveled. Um, 
Have you ever caught any shows, any performances in your travels? Um, are you guys big concert people? Want to go? Well, I'm not a big concert guy, actually. Okay. Believe it or not, I, I'm, I try to stay... I, I just don't like the crowdiness. I, I you okay. know, it's, it's just not my thing. Yeah. I do enjoy the shows if I ever do get to one. Okay. Um, but I mean, I used to go to Ultra a lot. Okay. Because I used to distribute legal substances. <laughs> <laughs> Statue so, limitations. So, it's, yeah. So as a matter of fact, that's how I got into electronic music was because that's the crowd that would come my way. Got so you. in order for me to, you know, make yeah. what I wanted to do, I would have to go to those places. Got you. So in my early days, you, you know, you find me at Ultra. Um, uh, I've been to Ultra. I've been to EDC. I, okay. You know, I've, I've done all types of club space, club D, okay. Shadow Lounge. Yo, who and, says? Anything that you that played that kind of stuff. That That's where I was at. And uh, Who says I'm, distribution doesn't take you places? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It didn't help me travel, believe it. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not a big concert guy, but I mean, if I get the chance to go to one, um, I really would. Uh, as a matter of fact, back in 2000, and, I think it was 2003, 2004, I got to make it out to Colorado to the Red Rocks Amphitheater. Okay. And I got to see Green Day, which was wow. amazing. That okay. to me is the best concert I've ever been to, nice, nice. because of the atmosphere. Okay. And the fact that it's 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 a mountain they made into a to a concert hall. Yeah. So it was great. I mean, that's that's the best experience I've ever had at a at a concert. That's dope. That's dope. What's up? Um, for me, I've been to plenty of concerts, especially rock concerts. I've seen Slash. I've seen Papa Roach. I've seen Kid Rock. I've seen uh, Shine Down. I've seen I I mean you name it I. I've probably seen them. Um, also been to a lot of hip hop concerts. I've seen Ludacris. I've seen Snoop Dogg. My favorite performer of all time, Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg who interact with the crowd like there's no tomorrow. Basically, I mean, this guy's throwing blunts into the crowd, passing out tequila shots like if you knew him and stuff like that. Amazing. <laughs> yes, yeah. freaking amazing. So I, I went to a Redman and yeah. Method Man concert. Woo. Back in 2001, and these Ooh. dudes were throwing blunts into this. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. And it's crazy. The, 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 the one of the chicks that was next to me actually caught one. Really? <laughs> Pass no, wait, it you're the marketing guy. Is that a marketing strategy? I guess so, bro. I guess so, man. <laughs> like, here's some blunts. Buy our music. Yeah. Uh, another performer that I give it to is Papa Roach. He actually goes into the crowd, and he'll sing with you while holding the mic, and you can sing with him. So That's Papa an Roach. Yeah. That's an experience So Papa sure. Roach is a What up, Jenny? What up? It was delicious. Thank you. Jenny approves of my city. I told y'all she was here. Yeah. I tried it hard earlier. So yeah, I'll, to me, that's, that's something I, I don't think I've ever seen. Where it's I've seen artists go into the crowd, yeah. get involved with the but crowd. Papa Roach will hold you, like, put the mic and, on you, yeah. and sit and sing with you. Wow. Uh, I say Papa Roach and Snoop Dogg are my more like impactful memories yeah. of going to concerts and okay. stuff like that. I don't know if you guys hear it in the background, but that's a Red Hot Chili Peppers. Hell yeah! And if I could ever go to a Red Hot Chili Peppers concert, yeah. I would deal with it, bro. Alvaro, you've done podcasts before. Ask like what's what's the the, the the group that you haven't seen that you want to see and you already red hot chili peppers bro okay red hot chili peppers and the fact why I love red hot chili peppers is because it's a mix of punk rock with hip hop mm. all their music and he said they say it themselves 
hip hop is one of their biggest influences yeah. in their music. Yeah, which I mean, is great. Yeah, no, it is. It is good to know. I mean, Flea is a. I've said it before in the podcast. He's a big hip hop fan. And he even, is. Uh, even yes. a bigger Jay Dilla fan. Yes, he is. Like Jay Dilla's production to him. He, I mean, he gets emotional describing how yep. he felt about Jay Dilla's yep. music. Marcel, a, a band that you would definitely make an effort to go see. If I have to see a band, uh, bro, I'm gonna take it out of left field with this. Some heavy metal shit. Some Slipknot. I've always wanted to go to a Slipknot concert. As a matter of fact, 2001, yeah. I went to go. I saw Slipknot at Ozfest in 2001. Okay. So it was it was Black Sabbath, Slipknot, Mushroom Head, Deftones, oh my God. Green Day, and I forgot the name of the other bro, but they rock so hard, dude. Wow. And Slipknot puts on the best show I, I have really? ever seen in yeah. my life. Bro. Wow. These guys grab fire hoses and start spraying the freaking crowd. Yeah. It's insane how wow. crazy they yeah, get, bro. Wow. Slipknot. Slipknot puts, and and an, another, another person I would like to go see, because I've heard they put on great shows, is Marilyn Manson. Okay. Okay. So. Damn. Yeah, I never even thought of that. Yeah. I never even thought of that. I'm, I'm sure he does. I'm sure he ha you know, he ha he's been doing music for a while. I don't think he's doing it much now, but I can imagine that those shows just have an energy. Um, I'm not a big rock fan. I'm, I'm, I, and I, I applaud everybody, you know, when guests come through with like an open-mindedness oh, about music, like I applaud it. But, um, but I, I've been to a couple of shows where it's not my music and I can, I can appreciate aspects of it like appreciate uh, the art like tool has a great show um nine inch nails has a great show i've seen nine inch nails so it, it, you know it's like the music doesn't necessarily hit with me but, but the production but the production and all the, yeah. the the effort that goes into it you know and, that, and that's i think that's the one thing i think that's the one thing that more rock acts do than hip-hop acts because hip-hop acts a lot of times you go up and it's like, if you don't like my music, you're not going to get anything else with it. There's not the bells and whistles. And there's some dudes that come through and they pull on, they put on a full show for you. But it's an art. It's, it's an art. It, yes, It's it an helps. art, bro. It helps you for know. sure. And uh, to me, it all depends how... I like when the artist interacts with the crowd. Gotcha. You. you know, like I told you, yeah. Snoop Dogg was one of the best ones I've ever seen. Papa Roach. Ludacris is another one, you know, if we're talking about hip-hop boys. Yeah. Um, if I could see one hip-hop artist that i never seen, and I told him, my, he, I told you he was my favorite artist, Eminem. i never yeah. seen him perform. Wow. But that's one thing I, I've always you liked to see. Yeah. Yo, Eminem, get back on tour. Yeah, Let's make this happen with Marcel. For real. <laughs> we'll all show I'll, up. I'll be there, for real. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be a nice group that shows up to yeah, that yeah. show. <laughs> we'll get the whole beer community out there. Yeah. You have more fans than you think in the beer community. For real. Um, my peoples, that was the, the beats portion of the podcast. We have one more portion to get through. Y'all stick around. I still got Marcel. I still got Alvaro with me. Y'all know what it is. It's Bruce Beats and East. Bruce Beast and Easter Podcast, and we have reached the bittersweet portion of the podcast because it's great that I get into food talks with my guests, but then it's also a sign that this podcast is coming to an end. Um, but like all great things, they must come to an end. But before we get there, this is the Eats portion of the podcast. This is where we get to get, get to know our guests' food taste, um, what they grew up eating, um, the go-to dish, the one that, the, the meal that they can't go without. Uh, we'll get into whether they cook themselves. I know they could brew. <laughs> Let's see if they can get busy in the kitchen <laughs> when it's not boiling water with, with, with all these ingredients. Hops in there. <laughs> hops in there. Uh, and then we'll even get into like maybe the, the dish 
that uh, something that they don't enjoy. Most people have that one thing that they don't really mess with. And, and again, don't forget uh, this week's poll question or this podcast poll question, this episode's poll question is uh, strawberry or grape jelly. Which is the one you rocking with? Let me know. Let me know. Um, Marcel Alvaro, um, what did you guys come up eating? Come up eating with? Uh, come up, wait, hold on. Say that sounded horrible. That's gonna have to get edited out. What's What's the food you guys grew up on? Shit, I mean, like I said, uh, you know, Marcel's family took me in. Okay. Um, you know, I, I I get emotional when I talk about it because mm. they didn't have to do what they did, especially yeah. his mom and, and not only his mom because she's my aunt. Mm-hmm. But his stepfather, mm. you know, he he didn't have to do that, and yeah. he took me in like I was his son, and he he cared for me just like I was his like I was his son. So I'm, I'm really appreciative of that, and not only his stepdad, but his dad, his dad really really took care of me as well, which is a great thing. So, do I, I every day of my life? I'm thankful for everything they've done for me. So, but I, I mean, because of that, I grew up eating Cuban food. So. Okay. Ropa vieja, picadillo, vaca frita, eh, palomilla. Eh, eh, you think, bro? And not only that, but my aunt and my stepfather, they owned the Cuban restaurant. Oh, and it was called oh. the Cubanito. Oh. So, I mean, I, I don't mean to say, I mean, I mean, a lot of people may say that they make bomb-ass Cuban sandwiches. But Marcel's mom makes the best Cuban sandwich I've ever had in my life. Ever (laughs) Like that ass dog I don't know I mean I don't like to Shut out companies Or get promotion And shit like that But the Rinker company The the cement company Rinker Yeah Bro She used to get like 50 50 to 80 orders Of sandwiches This company Wanted the sandwiches Made by her by my mom. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's how crazy. And she's the owner. Remember, she's the owner. All she has to do is sit down in the cashier yeah, yeah. and fucking charge everybody. Yeah, yeah. No, the rinker wanted, wanted her, her and they paid it. her extra for that shit. Yeah. 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 So, That's so, so I grew up on all that, you know, Cuban stuff, yeah. those potajes, you know, chicharo, frijoles rojos, whatever it is. So my go-to food, believe it or not, and like, you know, there's simple pizza and pot do is lentil soup lentejas yeah. with rice I don't care about any steak or no, no, just lentejas and rice that's my shit really? wow. and, and really? I can live off of soups because of his mom okay. dude his my aunt makes a chicken soup that looks like water no yeah. lie yeah. dude you will get <laughs> you can see the bottom of the pot yeah. but it is so good it's so flavorful it's crazy to me dude yeah, so I, I grew up on a very um, Hispanic you know typical Miami yeah. um, cuisine here in Miami we had the luxury of being very culturally yes. influenced yes. And a hell of a so you, it, it's a hell of a melting pot mm-hmm. for culture yeah. so you see a lot of like Cuban infused with Italian or Colombian Colombian infused with Haitian food it's crazy the amount yeah. of different types of food you can find here in the South Florida yeah. Yeah. you know shout outs to, to I want to I want to give a shout out to my boy Teddy okay. from Ted's Burgers okay yeah. that bro I, we went to high school here. really and the craziest thing is I went to Jonathan Wayfield about a month ago and I'm at and you know he, he pops up there every Saturday okay so I go in and I order my food and his wife she's like what's your name and I'm like Alvaro and Teddy turns around he's like Alvaro 
And I look at Teddy, I'm like, bro, no. I was like, dude, it had to be you. I don't know anybody else named Ted, but you. <laughs> so, bro, it's crazy that I saw him and caught up with him. Bro, shout out to top Ted Burgers, bro. Great, great thing he's doing. Yeah. Very happy for him. Not only in, 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 in you know, this, it, it's just the support that he has. It's amazing, and I'm very happy for him. So, you know, like I said, we're a melting pot here in South Florida. Yeah. So we have the luxury of eating whatever we want. Yes. You wake up one morning, you want to eat Dominican food, you go, go get Dominican it. food. You, find you wake up one day, you want to eat Italian food, you go find Italian food. Yeah. So that's the luxury we have here, yeah. you know. And, and it's not like... Unless you go to like a major city like New York, Boston, LA, you don't find that. Not so many places that have. You don't correct, find that. Correct. But here in Miami, it's every single type of cuisine you want. Yeah. You can find it, and it's local. Yeah. And that's the best thing about it. Yeah, man. Yeah. So I, I, I mean, I love food, any kind of food. Yeah. As long as it's good and good tasting, it's great. Where's the um? Let, let's go back to lentejas. Where's the? Where's the um? Where's the place to find some real good lentejas with rice? <laughs> My wife. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Believe it or not. IPA. Check it out. Check it out. Believe it or not. My wife makes the best really? lentejas I know in South Florida. <laughs> really? Okay. Okay. Shouts to the missus for sure. Yeah, for she sure. makes the best lentejas ever. Uh, <laughs> hey, she'll take credit for it too. Yeah, she's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm right here. <laughs> Listen, my homeboy who doesn't eat lentejas at all. He ate See, like three places of that crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the, and that's the magic of lentils. Like, I, I, I'm glad you brought that up because as a kid, man, lentejas, I stayed away from lentejas. Like, I, like there was, to me, there was no appeal for it. I'm like, why are you making me eat this? And as I'm getting older, I'm realizing Because like, it looks like dirt. <laughs> yes. It looks like a bowl of dirt. <laughs> it looks like what people put on their face for a mud mask. <laughs> but you try it and it's like, I mean, maybe as your palate develops, as an adult, you, it opens you're opened up to more to more different different flavors, more different. Um, and so now I'm like able to to like appreciate lentejas, and then just to like the, the health properties of it is is, is something. Iron, else. yeah, yeah. Vitamin D, you find out all that. But yeah. dude, yeah. just a nice hot bowl of lentil soup with a side of rice. Got you. It's all I need in my life. <laughs> Marcel, Marcel, man, now I'm kind of upset. I, I didn't do my research. Yeah. I should have I reached out to Mom Dukes and be like, yo, hook it up with a sandwich that we do pan con I can try it out. A Cuban sandwich, bro. His mom yeah. makes the best. That's um, all I had to say. <laughs> you growing up eating in the household, I imagine it's very similar. Yeah. What, what was your go-to dish? Yeah, we did have a lot of, you know, Cuban food and stuff like that. Um, my mom did own a re uh, Cuban restaurant. So Cuban food never missed never missed in the house you know we have right. you name it was it talking about what we eaten yeah, yeah. yeah. Yo, this right. is our favorite part of the podcast it's the yeah. eat version part <laughs> <laughs> this is where nice. we all admit no, that we're fat right, ass take care <laughs> fam good see you take care man hey. good see you yes we'll stay in touch uh, December 4th hey December 4th I'm gonna take this opportunity to say December 4th um, Yeasty Brews is having their annual the, the first anniversary Jenny said it y'all need to go the one year anniversary of Yeasty Brews is their Valhalla event y'all pull up December 4th um, you're gonna have all types of breweries out there um, come through go check out Yeasty Brews um, yes please check out Yeasty Brews those, those guys are amazing amazing people so please go support the local Brewery, they're for great sure. for sure. Yeah, for and me. you go to the swash shop right after if you want because <laughs> <laughs> it's behind it. That's all I gotta say. 
Yeah, for me, um, you know, back to the eating food part. Yeah. <laughs> um, my stepdad used to like pizza, so basically he used to order pizza, you know, like that's like my simple food. I'll say gotcha. pizza, if I had to name one spot here in Miami, yeah. I like Casola's. Casola's pizza for me is the bomb. Really? Okay. Uh, I'll say 17 and US one, basically. Okay. Um, but if Nigga, I have to Steve's go. Steve's pizza. Yeah. Oh, right. Steve's pizza's good in North Miami Beach. I know my pizza's dog. <laughs> North Miami Beach, dog. You don't fuck with me. Big cheese. You know, you don't fuck with me. Casolas. Casolas, that's my favorite. Um, but if I had to, if I had to go uh, to a gold dish, I like seafood. Paella. Oh, okay. Paella, that is my favorite. That is my favorite shit. Yeah, somebody's celebrating paella right yeah, now. Silverware's clanging. Yeah, anything that has to do with seafood, that is my favorite thing nice. to eat. You nice. know, my mom had a Cuban restaurant. They had paella there. Um, they had. They made special things for me because I, you know, I'm the baby's owner and shit like that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yo. Bro, so listen. Parguentero. Yeah. Yeah, yo. When we, when we were jits, we, you, I mean, we, we became sneakerheads when we were little. My, my, you know, my cousin and I, my brother and I, basically. So we were always like, you know, you get the East Bay magazines. Ah, yeah. Like, yo, yeah, I want yeah, this yeah. shoe right here. Yeah, yeah. So my aunt and my and, and my uncle would be like, yo. You want those shoes? You gotta work for them. Yeah. Bro, so we used to wake up at 4 30 in the morning every day and go to the restaurant and make empanadas, dog. Yeah. <laughs> every single day. We would make like hundreds of empanadas. And the one that my aunt would not make money off of was the guava and cheese empanadas because we would fry them and we would eat them right away. <laughs> <laughs> that was straight loss. Yes, yeah, it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they kicked us out of making those. <laughs> yeah, we weren't allowed to make those anymore. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, perfect. So what are you guys capable of making nowadays? If you were that early on in the game making uh, hey, bananas, what's something that you guys whip up at the house? As a matter of, listen, I'm not a big like lunch and dinner guy. I had, I'm a big breakfast guy. Mm, okay. So I, I, I come, dude, if you You're ask not alone. me You're not every alone. day to tell me, hey, make me some breakfast, I will kill it. <laughs> and there's no tomorrow. French toast, pancakes, whatever you want for breakfast, I got you. Yeah. Everything else, I'll give you a grilled cheese. But, <laughs> yeah. but hey, yo, breakfast, hey, that's my kid. Gotcha. Hey, any trade secrets, anything that makes your breakfast, your French toast, your pancakes better than the next? Um, No, believe it or not. Just I, just, straight. I just make, I, dude, I just tell myself this is going to be fine. <laughs> and that's what it is. <laughs> Speaking into existence. Marcel, uh, for me, family? I keep it simple, Hispanic. Rice, bean, and churrasco, though. I could throw a mean churrasco on the fucking oh, skillet, dog. Like, yo, oh, that's it. Fa- yeah, yo, lately, that's it. I've gotten this thing where I make bomb ass steaks. <laughs> really? I, I, don't, I don't mean to brag. Marcel could tell you, I make yeah, some, yeah. dude. Yeah. Every once in a while, I throw some tomahawks on the grill. I'll okay. Throw some. As a matter of fact, two weeks ago, I had a couple, you know, friends come over. Mm-hmm. Bro, I threw eleven pounds of churrasco on the grill. Yeah. Not yeah. a single piece was left of that shit. Because yeah. <laughs> they ate it all. I may have eaten like a piece or two. <laughs> Where did you purchase the steak from? Chavez. Okay. Now, dry rub or marinade? Not even, bro. Just salt, salt and pepper. pepper. Well, that guy, uh, yeah. Just salt, salt and pepper, pepper bro. Marinade. Nothing yeah, else. Marinade. Salt and pepper. I mean, I my tomahawks, I do marinate. So the day before, I put salt and pepper. Okay. And I'll let it sit with a lager on top of it. So I'll put, oh, nice. no, okay. I'll put no mommies, a Budweiser, or a Bud Light. Nice. Just let it sit for 24 hours just like that in the Zipper bag. The- let it tenderize and just mm. throw it on the grill, though. That's, love, that's love. it, bro. Damn. Marcel, what are you making on the grill? Or what are you cooking in general? It had to be on the grill. Like I said, 
churrasco on a skillet, bro. Yeah, I said churrasco on a skillet, rice and beans, bro. That's it. You ain't getting much out of that shit. What I meant to ask you was, and you can tell the drinks are hitting. What I meant to ask you the same question twice. What I meant to ask was, going back to the pizza. Yeah. Favorite topping and a topping that shouldn't belong on a pizza. In your opinion. Of, I'm gonna get hate for this one. It's all right. We're yeah. here for that. Yeah, pineapples. Not a lot of people like pineapples on pizza. I you like. Go pineapple. with the pineapple. Yeah. Okay. I okay. go with the pineapples. Yes. All right. Yeah. Nice. I like that. Yeah. It's something you don't put on a pizza. Yeah, and a lot of people don't like it. A lot of people don't like it, but I. That's what I like. Pineapples yeah. on pizza. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. What's something that you won't like? You won't enjoy on pizza. Ah. <laughs> Anchovies, probably. Antro yeah, that's, yeah, I think that's like, like that. the staple. Like, <laughs> I think, uh, to me, in my opinion, there's two things you don't put on pizza. Tell them. Anchovies is one, okay, <laughs> and spinach is the other. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, uh, listen, uh, yeah, it may be good, but it just doesn't look uh, right yeah. <laughs> to put spinach on a pizza, bro. It's not very aesthetically pleasing. Exactly. Is what you're I mean, like, I want a pizza. I don't want it to look healthy. I don't want to fold the pizza like a New York style pizza where you fold the slice yeah. and there's grease dripping out of it, yeah, but yeah. there's spinach in it. <laughs> that doesn't look right. <laughs> it don't make no sense, man. We're not here for the nutritional value when exactly, we call the pizza. Dude, exactly. <laughs> Are you guys big um, dessert guys? I, I, you got, I'm you got, not a big. I'm, first, I'm diabetic, so I okay. really can't have dessert. Got you. But the one dessert that I do love is tiramisu. Ooh, okay. I love tiramisu. Okay. okay. That's like my favorite dessert of all. Whether it's in a cheesecake, a cake, or however you bring it to me, in a cup. Yeah, I'll eat it in a cup if you bring it to me. Yes. But tiramisu is the best dessert there yeah. is to me in the world. Yeah. For me, I don't like desserts at all. I'm not a very sweet person, but my kryptonite that I'll give in for anything, cookies. Cookies? Any oh. chocolate chip, macadamia cookies, any okay. type of cookie, that is my weakness. Yeah. I'll give in. Yeah. I'll well, give most in. people do like donuts yeah. or, a, or a cake. Your cookies I, is your thing. Cookies. I, I'll skip on cake. I'll skip on, I'll skip on pie. Whatever, you know. Tres leche, flan, yeah, all that shit. All yeah, that. yeah. But if you put a, a stack of cookies, that stack of cookies might be in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you're, gonna, you're gonna take out a whole yeah, roll of cookies. Yeah, yeah. It's no, not gonna no. be one. It's not gonna be one, I promise. Funny story. So, when he first met his girl, she went to Costa Rica. Okay. Brought this dude maybe like 10 pounds worth of cookies from Costa Rica. All different types of cookies. Yeah. I, I cookies I've never seen in my life, yeah. and within two days they were all gone. Yeah. Oh, this dude literally shit. ate. My, my mom has me save on the Cookie Monster under um, on, for me under her and her. Oh, that's, that's, yeah. that's your yeah. contact. Yeah. yeah, Cookie Monster, yeah. dead ass dog. Yeah, no, as a matter of fact, we went we went to Boston together maybe two years ago. Oh goodness yeah. gracious! Dog. And we posted a picture together, and the first the first comment on the picture. Was hers and she's like, "How's Cookie Monster doing?" <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, mom, yeah. mom like, loves her son. I'm not, man. I'm not a dessert guy. I'm not. But just when it comes to cookies, I don't know what the fuck triggers something. Yeah, like, this is it. <laughs> yeah, crazy. Yeah, man. Do you mess with Oreos at all? Oh fuck yeah. Okay, oh, Oreos. Yeah, I, I got no hate for cookies. Though. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent, man. Yeah. Um, damn. I mean, I think we covered everything. Yeah, man. We, we, you know, we got to know Vice City Brewery. Um, we got to know, uh, we got to taste the sample of the beers you guys played along. Uh, we got to know your music taste. Um, what else did we talk? Oh, we talked food, man. You guys, you guys had a job doing the food thing. Again, December 11th, 
December 11th. Please come out. I mean, my people, whether you're listening in, in Broward or, or, or Miami, the whole South Florida, um, I, I, I appreciate the fact that you're listening. And um, it gives me an opportunity to introduce you to, to people who are doing a hell of a job with what it is they do. And this is your opportunity to meet them on your own. You heard them here. Pull up December 11th. Um, go over to SFL Hops. I'm sure the link is in the bio. It's the Pompano um, pop-up and brewery call. Uh, you pay, you pay to get in, and then it's what six, six, uh, six breweries, six all bogos, all bogos. So you buy a beer, you get a second beer. Before you're done, you know you got 12 beers. There's gonna be vendors, and even more important than that, there's gonna be a, a, a choice group of home brewers that are going to be pouring beforehand, including Vice City, including Twin Flame, amongst a host of others. Um, yeah, man, so come out and support. Please do. One last time, fellas, the uh, the information, the, the Instagrams, the emails. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, number one, thank you, uh, Brew Beats and Eats, for hosting us, man. Thank you. Really appreciate that. Thank you, Beat Culture, for you know yes. hosting this year, yes. basically live, yeah. <laughs> stuff like yeah. that. Um, and come out you know, and support us on December 11th. Uh, we'll be out there um, by City Brewery and all of Yeah, it means our Instagram is at Vice City Brewery. You can also find me at Arrows um, Craft Beers. Um, you know, like I said before, if you want to taste our beer, you want to get a sample, let us know. If we have it available, we have no problem giving you a bottle or a taste of our beer. Come support us on December 11th, not only us, but other home brewers, you know, like, like Twin Flames. Uh, there's another couple out there as well, but also. The brewers, the breweries that we're going to, like you know, Black Flamingo, uh, some of these people, uh, 28 degrees, um, you know, believe me, by the sec by the second brewery, <laughs> you're not gonna know what's going on. Oh, believe me, we have five home brewers at the pop up, and then there's a six brewery clause. So we're 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 gonna be pretty nice by then. Um, but you know, if you you know want to know more about us, come meet us up. We have treats for you guys. We have some, you know, stickers. We have some um, keychains and stuff. Uh, but like I said, hit us up on Instagram. I want to give a big shout out to Bruce Beats and Eats. Also, WDDH. Yes. My Radio. boy. Yeah, you go, yes, my boy yes. Orion. Yes. With the yes. studio, when, if you're fat, you can't go. <laughs> There's a weight that's, limit that's, to enter the spot. That's when you think. Figure it out. Sorry, Figure it out. Sorry. You might have to loop yourself up before you yeah, try to get in. Exactly. I, gotta, I gotta push you in. <laughs> but uh, shout out to everyone who supported us, supported the craft beer game, uh, especially the craftinators. You know, yes. we're all here for yeah. one another. So thank you, man, Ed, for having us here, bro. We greatly appreciate you. And there it is. Bruce Beast and Easter Podcast. As always, I'd like to thank my guest, Vice City Brewery in the house, Alvaro, Marcel, for taking the time, sitting down and talking it up with me. I'd like to thank you, the listener, for tuning in. Yet another episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, tell a friend. If you didn't enjoy it, tell an enemy. Tell somebody on all streaming platforms while you're there. Subscribe, follow, comment, rate. Do what you got to do. Don't forget the poll question is in the description notes, along with all the other information that you might need uh, pertaining to the, uh, the, the beer crawls and where you can get a hold of these brothers and, and get a sample of the beer um, Bruce Beats the letter N eats at gmail let me know where I, where I should eat 
what I should listen to and what I should drink. I'm taking all suggestions. Also, the hotline. The hotline is taking effect. Season 3, 786-294-6263. I want to hear from everybody out there. To, uh, share your early beer memories. Just tell me how bad of a job I'm doing. Whatever it is. Alvaro said it. If the hate ain't there, we ain't square. You know what exactly. I'm saying? <laughs> so y'all stay tuned. Appreciate everybody. Peace. Holla. Oh.